0: Okay, and welcome to this special episode of Real Estate Fight Club. This is a series that we call What Would You Do, where we talk about professional ethics or professional standards and ethics committee cases and violations. And here with me today is Jim Camarada from KW in Minnesota. Hey, Jim.
1: Hey, Jim. How are you doing?
0: Good. I'm excited for our case today. How are you? Well, I think so.
1: Well, Thanks, so. <laughs>
0: What is it about? Tell us.
1: Okay. Well, it seems as though uh, there was an agent.
0: Okay. And let's
1: just call him Realtor A. Okay. Who um, uh, made a presentation, a listing presentation to a seller. Okay. Thought he did a pretty good job. As he was leaving, asked any questions. Seller said, no, we're going to be talking to a couple of other uh, real estate agents and we'll make our decision after that. Okay. So, a day or two later, uh, Agent uh, Realtor A sees that it's in multiple lists already, not with him.
0: Uh huh. That's happened.
1: It has happened. So, is it, uh, golly, Dave, what did I do wrong? What did I say? What did I didn't say? What could I have done differently? Yeah. Um, I don't think it would matter if I just gave a call and asked them. Okay. I think you can see where this is going. I can. Uh, So he called, uh, left a voicemail message as to why he was calling. Uh, The sellers did call him back. Okay. um, He he did speak with them. Mm -hmm. And let me just read you a couple of his comments. Uh, What I'd like to know, Mr. Seller, is uh, why you chose to give your listing to the other real estate agent instead of me. Then he asked, don't get me wrong. The other agent is a good agent, and will do a good job for you. I'm not suggesting you cancel your listing, um, but if your listing expires and the other agent hasn't sold it, I'd be pleased to talk to you about listing. Oh no! So, the other agent got wind of this. Okay. Keller told him. Yeah. And, you know, kind of debated, because, you know, they've known each other for a while, and they're uh, friendly competitors. Yeah. Uh, He debated whether to file an ethics complaint or not, Mm -hmm. decided that in the best interest of the industry, he would and should uh, file an ethics complaint. So, he he alleged a violation of Article 16, specifically 16-13. So... Do you want to stop here and have your. Uh,
0: tell me or- what 16 13 reads.
1: Okay, 16 13. Just tied it out here for a second. Oh, I highlighted the wrong one. Uh,
0: uh, let's take a. <laughs> Let me tell you about our sponsors while you're looking for that. And then.
1: 16 3. Even with my glasses on, I can't read.
0: <laughs> when we come back, we'll talk about it. So okay, do a
1: commercial break.
0: Perfect. So the two sponsors, I wanna, exactly. The two sponsors I want to tell you about today are the first one is Cyberbackers, which we love them, we all need some extra help. But it doesn't always make sense to like hire, you know, somebody full time or it doesn't make financial sense. To be able to have somebody on payroll like that. And Cyberbacker is like a great solution. So if you go to cyberbackers.com, you put in fight club, you will get a special prize. And then also I want to tell you about um coach John Kitchens. And the thing that I like about having a coach is in is they reveal your blind spots quicker. So having a coach will get you where you're going a lot faster, either you know, those blind, blind spots are cleared or you're out of the biz, kid. No.
1: <laughs> Been there, done that.
0: Yep. So John has something cool happening. You go to coachcode.com and sign up for the newsletter and they have a lot of cool stuff and classes and different things coming down the pipe. So Jim, were you able to find 16-13? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. What's it say? I put it all out of order. Uh, all dealings concerning property exclusively listed or with buyer's tenants who are subject to an exclusive agreement shall be carried on with the client's representative or broker and not with the client except with the consent of the client's representative or broker or except where such dealings are initiated by the client. So essentially this agent interfered with an existing agency representation agreement.
0: Yeah, I can see that. And I believe that it is in violation. At the same time, it's like, I mean, I've done that before. And I think it's something that makes sense to be like, hey, um, congratulations on your listing being sold. If we have a buyer, we'll absolutely bring them by. Just curious. Was there anything I could have done differently or said differently or whatever? I think it's important to get feedback. So where is the line?
1: I know that. And that's... That's where you have to be real, real careful. Uh, Essentially, if you, well, here's what happened. The seller perceived that this agent was soliciting his business.
0: Yeah. And that's, I think, that's why I think it matters what you say. Right. And it sounds like, hey, if it, but I mean, there's been times where I'm sure people have said like, hey, if it doesn't you know, if something doesn't work out, just let me know. It's not a problem. But I think always saying like, of course, if we have a client, we'll absolutely, I'll call the agent. We'll bring them by whatever. And I think just saying that really relieves some of that stress, right? Because client sellers have this thing that like, oh my God, now this agent knows all my business and they're not going to show the listing. And they may, they may have a perception like that. I don't know, but they could.
1: Yeah. But what, what, the real problem in this particular case was the seller's perception, as well as the other agent's perception.
0: Was he was soliciting the business? He was
1: soliciting the business, and that you're was allowed to make reality.
0: But as you read it, it sounded like we weren't even allowed to make the call. Is that right?
1: Well, see, the hearing panel said that uh, you know the curiosity or desire to enhance his listing presentation did not justify continued contact with a potential seller client after that seller had entered into an exclusive representation agreement with another broker. He was found in violation of Article 16, specifically 16-13.
0: So making the call sounds like it is in violation, but most of the time it's, a, it's not okay, but most of the time it's not a problem unless, it's, unless you're trying to solicit the business or the per, the perception is that, which is why I say all the time, hey, ap- if we have a buyer, we will absolutely bring them by. I wish you the best of luck. They're a great agent, blah, blah, yeah. blah, right? And then, then you're done because all you, I think it's important to get feedback and not like they're going to tell you the truth, right? But they might.
1: They might. They might. Yeah, because it's
0: three things. It's like, you know, did I saw that it was listed for, you know, it's either listed for about what you said or higher or lower, right? Usually not lower. But if if it's price, then you know the answer. If it's um, if the price is the same, you can be like you can ask for feedback on. You know, are they charging you the same? I mean, I would ask. I don't know if you're allowed to ask. I feel like you're not allowed to ask. Never mind. I don't ask that.
1: No, that's an antitrust issue. Why? Why? Because it could be uh, perceived as price fixing. That is a no-no. You never no. discuss. Is it
0: price? Your it's fee. not price fixing at all.
1: You never discuss your fees with anybody else.
0: No, I don't.
1: What did they charge you? What oh, they, they charged me X point X. That's
0: yeah, that's not price fixing.
1: Well, to know what it's,
0: people, I don't know.
1: No, no, it's still no, no. And I, I would advise don't get into that discussion. Yeah. That could be a real rabbit hole.
0: Yeah. Um. And then the other is like the marketing plan, which is basically like if there was maybe something about the marketing plan, or they just like don't like you, which is fine, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like you can tell based on how it. You can tell based on the responses and based on the listing, and you may not even have to call. You know if it's a lot more you already know the answer if like their price is a lot more
1: than yeah, that agent and, bought
0: the listing
1: yeah well and and that happens there's a real estate agent uh, in town here who buys listings mm-hmm. roughly 50 percent of his listings expire yeah what does that tell you right exactly that's, that's not that just
0: tells me he's looking to put the right. sign in the yard and get buyers
1: mm-hmm. yeah um do you know who David Knox is, national sales trainer?
0: No.
1: Okay, years ago in one of his classes, he said, There are really two, two reasons why you, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, should choose me. One is my years of experience and mm-hmm. education and qualifications, and the other is my written marketing plan.
0: Yeah, right. Most agents don't have a written marketing plan.
1: No, nope. but of course you know the other thing that that plays into it is is uh, uh, chemistry.
0: Yeah, they, right. It just... They just like you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We did a um, we did a podcast on doing like a pre listing packet and a pre listing questionnaire and just doing those steps that we talked about in there really set you up to win. But yeah, you're still not going to win them all, right? Like it just is what it is. Good news mm-hmm. for you, bad news for you. I mean, mm-hmm. whatever. But in this uh-huh. case, so do you know, so they were in violation, but we don't know what the outcome was, like what? The fine? Uh-huh.
1: No, we don't. Th- these, are, these are case studies from uh, NAR.
0: Oh, okay. So they're just like kind of not necessarily like, like the names have been changed to protect the innocent kind of thing?
1: Oh, yeah. I'm dealing with Realtor A, Realtor X, Seller Z, <laughs>
0: It's very confusing. I wish they would just give them names.
1: Yeah. And and of course, in in our case, um, when we hear an ethics situation, an alleged violation, and if we do find that agent in violation, we factor in a whole lot of different uh, reasons and, and rationale to come up with some sort of punishment.
0: Right, right. It could be
1: as simple as just a letter of reprimand, mm-hmm. or it could be a fine. It could be a dollar fine plus continuing ed classes. So it all depends on the circumstances yeah. surrounding that violation.
0: Yeah. And what the real, yeah. Like what really happened or whatever, mm-hmm. but uh, that's a good one. If people want to read the case, they can go to com slash vault. And we have all the cases for the, what would you do in there? If you're like more of a person that wants to read through it, but yeah, that was a good one because I think that we all do that. I don't think we all, I think we all call and ask like what happened, not you. <laughs> I think many people have Yeah. I didn't actually know. I mean, I can see where it is a violation, but I think it seems like there's a common sense factor in there too. Like don't try to get the listing, just congratulate them, move on. You know what I mean? Uh,
1: And, and if you're living in a small town, it's inevitable that you're going to bump into them at the grocery store at the bank or something. And, you know, you could either, if they bring it up fine, if not, just don't say I mean again. most
0: of the time like when we lose if we lose the listing the um that seller will tell us why right like it's, it's not and so then once they've opened up the communication you're allowed to ask questions right um not get try to get the listing again but like you're allowed to ask is that correct
1: yeah So say you know I'm, I was really looking forward to working with you too you know you're it's Great house, great location. Uh, I wish you lots of luck on that. Uh, it, it should sell quickly. Yeah. And if I have a buyer prospect, believe me, I'm going to work through your agent too. Right. Uh, to and if you have any,
0: I'm always trying to improve. Do you have any feedback for me um, that could be helpful for the next time? You know, I talk to a potential seller or whatever. And oftentimes mm-hmm. they'll be like, "No," or "You did a good job," but we, blah 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 blah. Right? Like, whatever. It's like buyer feedback. Here's the feedback. We're not buying the house because we didn't like it. For whatever reason, it doesn't matter. We already made a choice, but it's still, I don't know. That's an uh, interesting. Please don't tell yeah. on me if you're in the Cincinnati market. I promise you I'm not trying to steal your listing. <laughs> I just want to i want to get
1: better. <laughs> my job is to keep you out of realtor jail.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not my broker. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry broker. <laughs> nah, all right. I guess you're probably glad you're not my broker. My old broker used to, every time I called him, he'd be like, are we going to jail? I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> of course not.
1: Ooh, so is there so really funny. a jail, Jim? There's oh, not. Yeah. Jail. yeah. And in the winter, it's not heated. You don't be <laughs> right.
0: In the summer, it's not cold. Well, Jim, if people have a referral for you in Minnesota or they have a question, some clarification, what's the um, best way to get a hold of you?
1: Okay. Sell uh, or text. It's 612 562 7461. Or just email me at Jim Camarada. No dot in between, just Jim Camarada at KW.com.
0: Perfect. All right. Thanks, Jim.
1: Thanks, Jen. Take care. See
0: ya.